You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Suns keep it alive, though. Durant trailing late in the play. Comes inside of the first points. And his son's uniform for KD as he takes it right to the rack. This is Dirt and Sprague. Early in games. Um, certain things are going to work out that, that don't work out the same um, down the stretch, you know, when the game is on the line. I think the first quarter, second quarter, sometimes even the third quarter, um, it's just not as much um, pressure and it's not as much um, weight on, on those situations. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. You ready for this? It's only 365 days. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader. 1080, the fan. Happy Thursday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? Just trying to think. Um, if I was doing... A catch 365. A year straight of playing catch with somebody. What athlete I'd want to end with? <laughs> That's a really good question. Because there is there is a difference between do you choose the best possible answer or your favorite? <sighs> yeah, I feel it has to be somebody involved in baseball. It does. I think so. Well, here's the other thing. I don't know if I'm playing catch with a baseball. Ah, you would you would change it up. Oh, you might go like a basketball or a, a football throw for three basketball. I mean, you could pass a basketball back. Pass three sixty five. You should start that. Do bounce pass three sixty five. <laughs> Has to be bounce passes only. No chest passes. Bounces only. Okay. It Fundamentals. Would, it would be a football. I like throwing football more than I like playing catch with baseball. Okay, so then that would change you up a little bit. If you're doing catch 365 on a different sport, then it would be have to, you know, somebody football related. It would have to be? I think so. Why does it have to be? For three, not for Why? 364, it doesn't, but I think for the final day, having like Joe Montana play catch with you, you can't beat that. Well, you can't. Who are you going to get? Like a Michael somebody? Jordan? See, I, that does nothing for me. What do I want? You know, nothing for me. Playing catch with Michael Jordan does nothing I mean, sure. for you. It's cool, but there's no significance to it with the sport. Oh, so you're missing the point of the whole thing. It's the conversation and the interaction. Yeah, see, to me, what made John so special was that it was one of the greatest baseball players of all time playing catch with him. But that's his favorite if, sport. That's his favorite player. Sure, I know. But if he would have like if he would have done that with Bill Walton yesterday, like okay, it's kind of cool, but it's it doesn't quite have the same sentimental meaning. Kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but it's not the same. Jordan, you've got to chime in here. Swag is in Vegas now. He's going to be gone until like next Wednesday or something. God knows when. 
kind of cool if it's if it's a non-baseball player and only cool if it is a baseball player. I don't know. I was thinking MJ, like, in his Birmingham Barons uniform would, would be pretty <laughs> that, sweet to play like a game. That's of pretty badass. I mean, are you serious? Like, yeah, I don't Barons know. I don't think autograph it, jersey. Exactly. It doesn't have to be. You are associating. It has to be athlete from so. sport. I think so. I think that's what made it so special. Hmm. Because the whole thing was playing a catch with a baseball, and he found his favorite baseball player. And so I think if you were going to use that analogy, the, the, the meaningfulness to you, I think would have to be, a, you know, a Steve Young, a Joe Montana to go to your fandom. You ran up to Joe Montana in a casino in Vegas to say hi to him. I did. The Caesars. You, yeah. you, you accosted Joe Montana in public. I did. I backpedal handshaked him. <laughs> that totally happened. Well, because he, he did not want to stop and talk. He was no. trying to get the hell out of there. You want anybody else to see him? He's moving. He's Joe it. Montana. If yeah. he slowly walks through a casino... How many me's are going to come up to him? <laughs> a lot of people. Hey, Joe, what took you so long to get to the room? Ah, uh, 45 minutes between door to elevator because everybody loves me. <laughs> it is funny that we don't quite associate playing catch with a football the same way we do catch with a baseball. Um, like, not that I play catch that regularly, but if anybody ever says, like, hey, do you want to go have a catch? Well, it's like, not. What been, are we playing with? It's not been Nobody's, romanticized the way baseball no. was because of Field of Dreams. We That's need, really what it's from. Is Field of Dreams? We need a Field of Dreams movie for football. We need Rudy needed to at the end of his Notre Dame career play catch with his father to make all of us cry. If if they could have, if Field of Dreams didn't exist, I, I think a catch is still a thing, but I I think it elevated it. You're playing catch with your dad. Your dead dad. In that instance. Oh. Yeah, not you. No, in the movie. I thought like, you were saying in my catch, I'm playing <laughs> no. with my dead dad. I'm like, my dad's very alive. It's like good, fe- good feeling memories this morning. You've now killed my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not killing anybody off. But I am going. I think if I were going to do it, it would have to be sport related. I would want to stay in my sport with the hero of mine. Well, what? Not wh- just like a big name dude. Like, hey, Kevin Hart's playing catch with me. Like, okay, that's that's cool. There's no sentimental value. you got to have sentimental value. Okay, so... First, what do you enjoy playing catch with more? Baseball in a mitt or a glove? Or a uh, football? That's a really good question. Because I, I, I like baseball. I, you know me. I love playing like outfield yeah. and we play softball. Yeah. I, I love playing catch with a football more. I always do my toe taps when I can. I can be nowhere near a line and I'm still doing a toe tap and acting like I'm on the sidelines catching a big pass. I might have to put that up as a poll question. I think I would go football too. Like but, if, if you give me the option, like, hey, let's go play catch for 30 minutes. we yeah. got to play with something. I think I would pick a football yeah, over a baseball. I would, too, yeah. It's also a little bit easier because you don't need a glove to do it. That's so true. Sometimes if you just have a football laying around, it's like, hey, we can go toss a pigskin around. I don't need a glove. I don't need, we don't need to worry about how far away from each other we are because you don't have a glove on your hand. But I'm going to put that up as a poll question. Jordan, I know your answer would be baseball. You're, yeah. a, you're a baseball fanatic. Well, I just think of like what my dad and I did. I mean, we literally, on road trips down to like Disneyland, we would take the RV, and at rest stops, we would stop and pull our gloves out and you know, toss. Don't need more than 20 feet, 30 feet apart, brother. No, that's you all you need. Remember those baseball gloves, and that's what we did a lot more often than football, for sure. Right. Occasionally, though, you get the go deep. You don't get that. You don't get that with baseball. You do not get to go deep with baseball. That is very true. Yeah, run a slant. You don't get any of that. There's not a lot of physical movement when it comes to playing catch. Run a post. I think it's physically impossible to play catch with a football and not eventually run a route. Like not even not like a serious route, but just like, hey, I'm going over the middle. Hit me. Like it's impossible to not at least have one of those moments while you're playing catch with a football. If you at one point <laughs> playing catch with anybody, a, a younger a kid, a nephew, a, a, a buddy, your dad, 
if you never at one point playing a catch run up to them and hold the football at an angle and draw out the route you're running, <laughs> you didn't play catch right with a football. You got to incorporate a little bit of play action, right? Yes, you got to put do. the ball in the gut. You got to pull it out. Hey, we're hitting them with the play action. Now you go deep. That's what makes the scene in Wedding Crashers so amazing. And Vince Vaughn nailed it. Omaha! Omaha! Just go stand over here, man. Just just go stand over like there. Like he even does the motion. Like everybody did that. That was what you did when you played catch with a football. Hot route! Hot, hot <laughs> route! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. Like, what, what are you... That's so good. <laughs> I just put up the poll question. What would you rather play catch with? Okay. Baseball and a glove or a football? Now, let me, let me push back against something you also said. So, I see where you're coming from. You're playing with a baseball. Uh, by the way, we'll get to the John stuff here in a minute. But I see where you're coming from. But let's say I'm, I'm venturing off into catch 365. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it with a football. What if my 365 surprise, you're wondering, oh, I'm following his journey just like I followed John's. Where, where's he going to end? Yeah, who's it going to be? And I have a video, too, of a white guy walking, okay. and all I have is from behind. <laughs> and we walk up to a football field, uh-huh. SoFi Stadium. The Rams or the Chargers have obliged to help us out to fulfill my dream. And turns around on the camera. Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think you're poo-pooing that. I think I have more questions. <laughs> like, I poo-poo that. Like, why? You poo-poo Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, is his girlfriend you, there? Yeah, why would you want to play catch with Leo? I mean, by that You wouldn't logic... want to talk to Leonardo DiCaprio for 45 minutes. John got Ken Griffey Jr. for 45 minutes. Well, by that logic, let me play with Michael Buble or Frank Sinatra. Like playing <laughs> well, Frank is Mobile dead. Park. Well, obviously. <laughs> anybody alive or dead, you can pick anybody you want. <laughs> who, who the five top people okay. alive or dead you'd have dinner with. Okay, okay. Let me throw this at you then, Mr. Uh, just get to the meat, dude. If, if, if I gave you a choice for your 365, Jordan, between Michael Buble, your hero... You had posters on your wall of this guy. No, I had posters on my wall of Britney Spears. Sorry. Birds flying high. You know how I feel. Let's it's go, early. baby. You see what along. I'm saying? Sing like, along. Come on. That quick, you're writing to Buble. <laughs> if I gave you Buble or fill-in-the-blank baseball player, I, I think you're you're... I think you're throwing away I mean, the you're decision so too, too quickly. Wouldn't it be, Griffey? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think Dirt's nailing it. You're right about how much of a time I would love to yeah Michael Buble that would just be transcendent for me but what's more transcendent and something I love about sports is the behind the scenes aspect I want those inside baseball stories pun intended I guess I want to hear you know what Griffey was doing behind the scenes the stuff that the public doesn't know about and like you say when you get those guys for 45 minutes just you and them that's special and I, I know what roadies do you know uh, like on tour with michael buble and stars like that i want to know more so what's going on from season to season and how the game goes that's just for me that's more special i would have so many questions if you play catch with leonardo dicaprio <laughs> first off does he have a good arm does he throw like you know what i mean well, i would videotape some of sure. it you'd see a little do bit do we think leonardo dicaprio is, has any athletic ability at all no. I don't think he does. Not much. I think it'd be a pretty awkward catch in that regard. Dude couldn't even swim. He couldn't even tread water. He died. He yeah, get floated on, to the bottom. Get on the door, man. Come no. on, just climb on up there. Move her aside. Uh, I would add to this, if I gave you this hypothetical of Ken Griffey and Michael Buble, Jordan, if Buble was in person and you had to choose between the two, I don't know if it's as easy for you to say, well, Michael, 
piss off. I think you'd rather do something else with Buble, though, right? Like, let me sit down for a nice meal with Michael Buble, where maybe we're listening to some of his music, we're talking about his career. So in a dinner 365... Yeah, I'd probably choose... A, Michael Buble is the finishing If act. you ask me who would I rather have a steak and a glass of wine with, I'm going Leonardo DiCaprio over Madison Bumgarner. It's not even close. But if you want me to, if you want me to choose who I want to play catch with, hmm. I don't want to play catch with Leo. See, I, I just... I, I, I hear where you're coming from. I think more people would probably agree with you, but a steak and wine with Madison Bumgarner playoff stories, you would be in heaven. Heaven. I mean, sure, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't want it, I don't want it to sound like I would not enjoy it, and I'm sure Jordan would enjoy playing catch with Buble. I'm just saying there's there's a time and a place for my Madison Bumgarner hangout session. No, screw dinner. I'd rather do, uh, sing a duet with Michael Buble. That, that's really where my mind is That's at. like playing catch with Griffey. Well, like, you're I making magic. Two tours ago, he actually gave people the mic, and when he came to Portland, you know, he, he brought people up on stage during his concert, and you could sing with his piano player and stuff like that. I, unfortunately, was not close enough. Oh. And there were two drunk ladies in the front that he ended up giving the mic to and just took it right back. And I'm just like, that was the, that was the chance. That was my shot, and I missed it. I so. always wonder how how many of those are like authentic versus it's a staged thing they do. City like Post Malone did that. He just went to the crowd. He didn't go to a front row. He like walked, you know, mid 100 section up, and he pulls this guy out, and this guy just happened to know how to play a guitar, and he kind of like. Fiddled around till he got the riff right, and Post Malone was singing, and like it ended up going really well at the end. And I'm like, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really buy it either, but it, it felt good, I guess. What, what are the chances you walk into the crowd and find somebody that who's plays. randomly proficient in playing guitar? That's kind of well, he wasn't proficient at the beginning. He was like, and he's like figuring it out, and yeah, he's singing, all, and it's all part of the long con. It, I thought it was too. <laughs> trying to throw you off the sand. Different than singing, I think there's. Two or one percent of the actual population play as an instrument every day, so, so it's more believable that somebody could just be like, very caught, true, yeah, as a singer in the crowd as opposed to the guitar player. No, that was probably a setup. I, I'll say this too: I, the John video. I mean, I think anybody that's listened to him or that the show or the station for X amount of years, you kind of knew what the dream scenario was for three sixty five. I think he made that abundantly clear for sure. When I well, what did you guys think? I saw the video. I knew who it was instantly. You And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be honest, the Trust Tree show. I knew it was him from his ass. Ken Griffey's got one of the best sports asses of all time. He's got a good ass. Juicy butt. Juicy butt. I mean, we technically knew who it was the day before, too. He was in Seattle. Griffey was coming back to an acceptance award. You, like could, it, connect the, you could connect the dots, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I heard Rob say that in the interview. He was like, oh, you know, you couldn't even really tell. And I'm like, no, I, I saw those cheeks. <laughs> I've seen that ass I've before. seen that walk. I, I knew that was the case. Hot take here on Portland Sports Radio. If there was a big dumper before the big dumper, I, I think Griffey <laughs> would was probably Griffey. be in that conversation. <laughs> oh, Mount top, Rushmore of butts. Larry Fitzgerald and Ken Griffey Jr. are definitely two of the four. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Had a great ass, great ass. Griffey, great ass. I don't know who the other two would be. I'd have to think about that. You have to have a basketball player in there somewhere. I think you would, yeah. But who's the most known button basketball? Mm. I don't know. I'd have to think on that. But you'd have, yeah, they're those two of the four of them. So I knew it was Griffey just from the video. According to the Daily News, the best asses in the NBA in NBA history, Charles Barkley was number one. Yeah, see, they they're doing that because of the fat thing, the round mound of rebound. I I don't know. He had good hips. He was built. I don't know if he had a good ass. Kyle Lowry shows up. Zion oh, shows up. Kyle Lowry has a 
a badonk. So, so does Zion. Zion's got a big one too. Yeah, they're kind of just going with larger NBA players. Yeah, it's kind of the trend. Robert we're Tractor here. Trailer. So well, where, where's Shaq on that list? Are you serious? Yeah. Arvidas Sabonis probably had a good booty by that. <laughs> no, logic. Sabas it, had flat butt. He, he did have a Slab, well. he Sabas flat. was just kind of tall. He had flat everything like Nikola Jokic, but was just a transcendently talented basketball <laughs> it's player. True. Regardless, yeah, it's true. It was awesome though, man. Watching that video yesterday, and then hearing the interview. And him, did you hear the interview? I did. Him crying, you know, multiple times. Like, what a cool thing. Like, what John did was awesome. To do it for a year. The stories that he told, I didn't read every single one of them, but every day that I was on Instagram or Twitter and he would post, I would always take a moment to read to see what the story was that day. He touched a lot of a lot of people's lives, and it, it was awesome, man. It was really cool. To get a guy like King Griffey Jr. to not only be able to do it, like fly up from his home and be in Seattle, like everything kind of just lined up for him to get it at 365. But then, like, it was the extra stuff for me. It was Griffey... Same day shipping his glove. Yeah. It was Griffey voluntarily giving the glove to John, signing it, and signing the ball. It was Griffey hanging out for 45 minutes. <laughs> it was Griffey sharing stories and memories and taking photos. And, like, that guy's done a lot of that stuff a lot. Like, a lot. I loved his anecdote, too, where he, they were asking, when he flew to Seattle, like, where are we going to do this? And he was like, don't worry, we'll get the stadium. Oh, as like, it, yeah, as if like, he had key. Come yeah. on, like, don't worry. <laughs> do you know who I am? There's a statue of me out front of here. I think they'll let me in the building to play catch on the lawn. John, they they literally built this because I played here. Right. I just happened to leave right after they built it. <laughs> I can get into this place anytime I want, man. Just hit me up. Let me know. So I, I thought that was a really cool moment yesterday. Well, the poll question is up. What kind of catch would you rather play? A good point at the text line. Somebody said most the reason most people pick playing catch with baseball is because every player plays catch in baseball. Like if you're warming up for football, you're not not you don't have offensive linemen and defensive linemen warming up their arms throwing footballs to each other. Well, that's, I, a, that's a valid point. That's that's a good point, but I would also say every football player grew up playing catch. Everybody plays catch. Everybody. Yeah. At yeah. some point, you throw a football and you think you can do it well, and right. it's still enjoyable. Right. Uh, well, uh, kudos to John Sukanik. I thought that was a cool moment for for him, for his family, uh, lifelong memories, and uh, quite emotional listening to that interview yesterday. If you missed that, you can catch it on 1080thefan.com. Uh, the podcast is up and uh, up there, so you can listen to the stories of Ken Griffey Jr. for Catch 365. We have a lot to get to today. We have Brett McMurphy. That we do. Of Action Network and Stadium and National College Football Reporter, because we're going to talk about the Pac-12 media rights deal. He's the one that had the Ion report. Stuart Mandel's going against it. Others are going against it. And I kind of want to ask Brett, aside from where he thinks this is going, does it feel like there's, like, media beef right now? Because I feel like there's, like, six media members <laughs> beefing over sourcing. And that guy's an idiot. And my stuff's right. And my stuff's wrong. But that guy's right. It's just, it feels like it's a lot of finger pointing right now. There's also a lot of folks who carry water for the conference. And there's a yes. lot of people who nationally will just throw stuff out. And you don't really know who to believe. And it makes the process really frustrating as a fan. So Brett McMurphy at 730. And then, of course, at 8, it is a Thursday We'll have Ken Barkley of You Better, You Bet. But let's get it going. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Thursday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Brett McMurphy at 7.30. What's the latest with the Pac-12 media rights deal? And Ken Barkley at 8. Uh, the Blazers suck, and they suck a lot. <laughs> I wrote a poem about them last night, and I'm going to read it at 7. What kind of poem? You'll find out. Okay. I don't know that many different kinds of poems. So even you could have just made up a word there, and I don't know if I would even know if you were telling the truth or not. Well, then why did you ask? I was kind of curious if you were like into poetry. I was trying to dig dig a little bit deeper here. But that's like me asking a hunter, "Would you shoot that deer with?" And <laughs> any answer they say, I just go, "Oh, okay. I don't rifle. know about guns. <laughs> a rifle. Use my rifle. What kind of rifle? A rifle. Rifle. <laughs> the good rifle. You guys sound like true Oregonians right now. <laughs> I hate that bumper sticker. I-, I like guns, but I hate that bumper sticker. <laughs> just saying." <laughs> I don't know. We got, I got no comment. Can we make a bumper sticker that says, I like guns. I hate that bumper sticker. That'd be a cool bumper sticker. <laughs> like, you like guns. Uh, it's a different conversation. I don't understand this need to put Oregonian in huge-ass stickers all over your car. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on the text line. Ah, but whatever. Is it a sonnet? Is it a limerick? I know Google types of poems. I, I saw you Google, and I yeah, I figured out you. That's what you. Is did. it a haiku? You wrote a haiku. You're a haiku guy. We'll have to wait and see. You're one hundred percent a haiku. We'll guy. have to wait and see, won't All right. we? All right, I'm excited. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, a rough day last twenty four hours for for two athletes. Um, we'll get to. Well, we kind of talked about Jalen Carter a little bit. This came out near the end of our show. Mm-hmm. We briefly touched on it. I yeah, followed up and read some stuff. He's going to deal with his own consequences. He's obviously going to fall a little bit in the draft in some way. Yeah, left the combine. He's he's gone for now. I, I, I kind of felt like that story was more about the police, personally. 
Not not to say that Jalen Carter is not wrong. Obviously, racing and irresponsibility and lying to the cops and then fleeing and then, you know, the stories change, all that. It's tragically awful. But also, like, if you kind of follow the timeline of this thing, it small town, big-time football player, we see, we smelled that one before. I've heard that story before. Oh, we've smelled that one before. This is the way it works in major college football towns. So, like, Jalen Carter, like, you can think whatever you think. He, he's still going to get drafted. Yeah. It sounds like he's going to get hit with some misdemeanors. He's saying he's going to be exonerated of even that, but... Like, I don't know how you exonerate yourself yeah, there, but yeah. whatever. Like he, everybody's always confident. Even if he gets a slap on the wrist, it's a slap on the wrist, and he'll say that he learned from this. And an NFL team is still going to take the number one defensive tackle in the draft. Uh, what are we doing to address like <laughs> faulty reporting and covering up? And I mean, stuff the answer like is nothing. We're doing nothing. Okay, we, we so, will do nothing. Right. Nothing will change. Yeah, and in every major in Tallahassee and Tuscaloosa and Athens, give and, them more money in Baton Rouge. More I mean, funding. <laughs> this is the way it's going to work, man. If you're prominent, <laughs> you know what you're doing. I remember being in Nebraska years ago. We went out for the Oregon Nebraska game, and I got a lot of family out there. And they they tell stories like religiously about. Famous quarterbacks back in the day who would get technically not arrested, but they would get pulled over and in trouble, caught doing something illegal, and and the cops would be like, "Let me help you get, let's get you home," kind of thing. Like they pull over a star quarterback way over the legal limit of drinking, and then like, "Hey, let's give you a police escort to make sure you make it home on time," because we're playing Oklahoma on Saturday. This is this is the way that it works. It was. To me, that's that's a huge story that people in Athens, Georgia, didn't press any charges, didn't file any, like nothing happened until this was reported in the newspaper yesterday. And then all of a sudden, here comes some charges. Let's get this guy out of the combine. But to your point, like we can sit and be upset about it. We can be frustrated by it. J- Jalen Carter's going to go to the NFL. He's going to get drafted and he's going to have a long NFL career because the one thing that matters in the NFL more than anything is talent. They mm-hmm. don't care what you did. You can beat your girlfriend up. You can kill somebody driving in a car. They don't care. If you're talented, you will get an opportunity. He's talented. He will get an opportunity. Um, the other athlete that popped up in the news uh, yesterday afternoon, evening-ish, did you see the John Morant stuff? I did, buddy. I did. There's something there, man. Oh, there is something there. I man. mean, we had the I, whole bowels of the stadium thing where they're pointing lasers at people, and they denied that report. But well, the I, NBA investigated. Sure, they concluded it, that it was not accurate. So I, you know, I would. I remember talking about that. Talk about like, a cover up. Does it behoove the NBA to have one of the faces of their league not be a guy who's threatening people with guns? Yeah, but man, I I don't know why as a league you can't value you can't value an individual talent over the fact that this dude might do something. And would think so, yeah. I don't know where Memphis fan is at today. Maybe they're just poo-pooing it. Uh, but the Washington Post has a pretty damning story out. John Morant reportedly has two incidences that happened. He was at the mall the first time, and they were at finish line. His mom got into a big back and forth with somebody at finish line. It led to her calling Ja and his his friends over. Uh, that guy then, you know, they then came in and. That worker called security guard in. Security guard stepped in. One of Jaw's friends shoved the security guard in his head. They called the guy. Jaw made a comment reportedly that was like, hey, let's find out what time this guy gets off. And the dude felt really threatened, so he called the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, four days after that incident happened at a mall in Memphis. Maybe we just stopped going to malls. Who still goes to malls? Uh, there's a lot of cities that have 
Yeah, what it's, are we doing here? Well, I mean, online shop. Yeah, man. Well, who wants to go to a damn mall? Don't give me. St- I know. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but uh, four days later, he's at his house, and reportedly a seventeen-year-old is there for whatever reason, and they're playing basketball. And he's guarding Ja Morant. Ja reportedly throws the ball super hard at the kid to check it up. The kid doesn't back down. As he throws it back, the ball goes through Ja's hands, hits him in the jaw. Ja asks his friends if he should do it to him. His friend says, "Yeah." He then proceeds to punch the kid to the ground, punch him 13 times, and then go get his gun and hold his gun in his like in his hip, you know, shorts area and has his hand on his gun. Yeah. Not good, Bob. Not good. This is uh this is this is getting problematic for the NBA. And this is why, you know, if anything did happen the first time these allegations kind of came up and the NBA said, no, we investigated it, nothing happened. It never made sense to me because I don't know why a random security guard in a stadium would lie about their life being threatened. That seems like a random thing to make up to have animosity towards John Moran. But they said they didn't have the evidence. But the problem with stuff like this is if you allow behavior to continue and you show that there are no consequences to this, like, somebody's going to end up getting seriously hurt. Like, it's one thing for a guy to get beat up. That's horrible for that teenager. It happened to him. Or the security guard that felt threatened in, at the finish line when him and his buddies were stepping in there. But if you allow this to continue, something bad could happen here. And, and somebody, whether it's authorities, whether it's the league, like, something needs to be done. There needs to be an intervention. It sounds like he's hanging out with the wrong kind of crowd. And I don't know if you can get through to him. I don't know if you can make him listen. But this is a troubling trend that the NBA needs and authorities in Memphis need to get a hold of because you don't just randomly have back-to-back stories pop up in the span of, like, six weeks, man. This is a concerning trend. Well, nothing has happened so far legality-wise. But, I mean, this if he doesn't wake up today and people are going to talk about this story, I, I if this ain't the point to change everything – you know, we've seen it before. Athletes get entitled, and there's nothing that anybody says or does to change it. If today is not the wake-up call, I, I don't know where it goes from here. Maybe nothing happens, and this is the last we hear of it the rest of his career. But it's pretty concerning to have the Indiana report, and then, you know, a month later you get this coming out from the Washington Post. Well, we know it We know it well here. I mean, it's what we went through with our entire team for, like, five years. Well, who's getting in trouble for what? Who's beating who up? Who's, is somebody raping somebody? Is somebody driving under the influence? Like, that was our lives as Blazer fans for, like, five years, man. And it was, it was a horrible look for the NBA, and they had to really try and clean their act up and clean their image up because it's not something the fans can relate to. Uh, I want to get to something NBA-related, and then we'll uh, dive into the Blazers. What happened last night was uh, awful and where they're probably headed now. And then I have a poem to share. Uh, So we'll get to all that coming up next. But first, Jordan with a sports update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Dirt and Spray on 1080, The Fan. Did you catch any of the uh, Kevin Durant stuff last night? I did not. I saw the highlights, but I did not see it live. Yeah, it's hard to uh, have much of a reaction outside of uh, you played the Hornets. Who are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Oh, boy, boy. Wembayama to Charlotte. That'd be fun. <laughs> they had a five-game winning streak going. So Charlotte did? They did. How about that? And they're still one of the worst teams in the NBA. Who the hell did they beat? Five in a row? It's <laughs> a good question. Well, Gordon Hayward's back. That's good. He's still a good player. Kevin Durant and the Suns, though. I'm watching that game yesterday. I watched it before it got really, like, ugly, ugly. And uh, I I keep trying to think in my head in the West, if that team stays healthy, who's beating them? And I, I am struggling to come up with who that is. You know me. I'm not a huge believer in Denver come playoff time. I'm not a huge believer in Memphis and haven't really been all year, and they have not been playing great basketball over the last month and a half or so. Outside of that, the Clippers, to me, are too disjointed, and I don't understand the addition of Westbrook. They have not won a game, I believe, since they added him to the lineup. Um, and everybody else, like the Kings are a fun story this year, but are we buying the Kings as a legitimate playoff contender? I I'm, am. Okay, I'm not quite there yet. They have one of the best all, offenses in basketball, sure, baby. So does Denver. Why don't we buy Denver then? Well, and Denver also has the MVP. Uh, they do. Maybe a three-time MVP. But we don't buy them as a playoff threat, but the Kangs are going to be a playoff well, threat? Well, Denver is not a good defensive team whatsoever. Are the Kings a good defensive team? Yeah, slightly better. Okay, all right. They got some guys. Yeah, I just, to me, it's... It, Barnes, it, Murray's a good rookie defender. Like, they, Sabas isn't awful. Like, right, they've got okay. some dudes. If if Denver can't win it this year, I, I think we need to be done with the Denver thing. Like, you can have so many years at the top of the West, or near the top of the West, not getting to a conference. I know they've been to one conference final but it was in, a, in the bubble. Like, you got to go prove it to me um, in order to be in this conversation. What is that? Hold on. What does that mean? Like, I'm, we're done with it. I just, like, are we going to keep doing this every year where we act like Denver's a contender and they lose in the playoffs every year? Well, Murray and, and Jokic will be back next year, if that's sure. what you're asking. But I mean, like, at what point are they going to get over the hump? If you can't do it this year in the West, to so the larger point, Phoenix added Kevin Durant, but he has an injury history, and that has not been a very good team for large chunks of this season. Chris Paul, I would argue, was over the hill and not the same player he was anymore. And you and I could disagree on Sacramento or different teams, Memphis, whoever else in the West. Like, I just don't realistically buy anybody else in the Western Conference. And so I think Denver has one primary threat, and it is Phoenix. And in all the years of the West, Western Conference not being very Golden State, who won the title, is down this year. The Lakers, who are always loading up with talent, are not good at all this year. Clippers having a disappointing season. Like the Western Conference is wide open, and if you can't win it this year, I just I only imagine the conference is going to get better going forward. I put Denver in the Utah in the '90s category. Yeah, it's a good team, but at least that Utah team won the West twice. Yeah, but how long did it take them? You know, they didn't always play in those yeah, ugly-ass jerseys they played in the finals in. They played in the old <laughs> jazz uniforms. That is very true. It took them from the early 90s to get the late 90s to get that thing humming. So, I mean, I see what you're, I see your point. I think it's the—I think what you're conveying is more like there's not a trust there. 
or a confidence that they're going to get over the hump. But they're they're going to bring all those dudes back. Gordon, Jokic, Murray. They'll be a good team again next year. And the West could continue to be stupid. <laughs> and they'll be right there as a one, two, three seed. And, and we'll have the same conversation. Is this the year? Do they play enough defense? Is Jokic going to win another MVP? Yeah, but like once upon a time, that that used to be what the league was for a lot of teams. It though, was. Right? Like Houston randomly gets there in the, in the, uh, the 80s. And they lose in the finals, and then they don't get back until the mid '90s. But that was the Olajuwon stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Olajuwon was awesome. We all knew that. You're just gonna run it back. I think what you're talking more is confidence. Like buying them, you have to buy them. They're not going anywhere. They're gonna be a top three team in the West next year. I mean, sure, are you gonna put a ticket on them to win the NBA Finals? Because I'm not touching that ticket. Depends what their off season would be, really, and it depends what other teams end up doing. But I, I wouldn't even put money on anybody in the West to win the Finals now. I think you're looking at two teams that are probably heading for a chance to win a championship, oh. and it'll be the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Boston's really effing good. Milwaukee, Milwaukee's obviously. won 16 in a row, and yeah. they have the best player on the face of the planet who somehow is not a back-to-back MVP. Uh, <laughs> I think he did win back-to-back. I don't think he, he... should have won the last two, probably, too. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's a good argument for that. But um, you you don't, you really wouldn't put a ticket on Phoenix if they stay healthy? I don't know. I, I don't think I would, man. I don't think I would. I think Boston and Milwaukee are that much better than everybody else. There, there's a gel factor there with Phoenix that has to happen. Sure. They played Charlotte last night. Katie looked great. Booker went off. Like That was a great debut. Debut, But, again, Charlotte has the third-worst record in the Eastern Conference. Like That's a really bad team. And so I want to see it against some better teams. And I've seen it from Boston. They were in the NBA Finals last year. I know Phoenix was there two years ago. But a big part of that was Chris Paul, who was no longer the same player that he was anymore. Bridges is gone. I know they added Kevin Durant. But uh, there's just not, to, to me, I, I would not put a ticket on them, especially with KD improving the odds for them. I don't think there's a lot of value on that ticket anymore. you got TJ Warren, Cameron Payne. Uh, you've got, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Landell, who is a sneaky good player for them, is just popping up this year in the NBA. Uh, Torrey Craig, that's your bench. And then you've got Katie, who you mentioned he replaces, well, kind of, he kind of replaces Bridges there. But yeah. Akogi, Aiton, Paul. Paul was one of eight, and he had 11 assists. That's kind of who he is at this point. I mean, that's, those are going to be his numbers the rest of the year. Right. And maybe he's just the dribbling facilitator that you see in the Harlem Globetrotters that dribbles <laughs> under people's legs and then just dishes an alley oop up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you've got Booker, right? I don't know, man. I, I think Phoenix could do it. I think Phoenix could beat Milwaukee and could beat Boston. It is one game, and it is against the 20-44 and 44 Charlotte Hornets. But I've seen a lot of the West. Dallas has been nothing but a disappointment. The Clippers made the dumbest move, adding an unnecessary bench player. I, you know, Sacramento, I like. How far can they go this year? I don't know. And then... Denver's always kind of a mystery box. We don't. Maybe this will be the year Jokic finally does it, or maybe it'll be the, the year that they lose in the conference finals again. But what Phoenix has with a healthy Kevin Durant, I, I just like think of Milwaukee. Who guards? Who guards Devin Booker? I mean, you could play this game either way. Who stops Giannis? Well, nobody stops Giannis. Nobody stops Giannis. Right. But who guards Booker? No, I mean nobody can guard. Who Booker. guards Kevin? Durant? Well, I'd like, say Drew Holiday would guard Booker. He would try. Drew yeah, Holiday is one of the best perimeter defenders yes, in the NBA. Is. Yes, he is. I just I think Phoenix 
I think there is value with Phoenix. Yeah, the the odds right now, Boston's a favorite at plus two eighty. Phoenix is plus four twenty five. Milwaukee's plus five hundred. Oh, jumped Milwaukee. Yeah, huh? that's, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if I'm placing a bet on Milwaukee or Phoenix, I'm going Milwaukee. Sixteen straight games, and there's there's still a what? A, what'd you say? Five. They've been to one? relatively unhealthy all year too. Like they're bringing guys back into the lineup. Giannis has missed some time. He got Middleton's hurt. Middleton's coming off the bench for them right now. Yes, because he's not fully back. So I just to me, what Milwaukee has done to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and I for all your who's going to stop this guy who's going to stop that guy Giannis is the most unstoppable player in the NBA there's literally nothing you can do you try and build a wall around him Boston did it last year in the playoffs but what also happened last year in the playoffs you didn't have anybody around him yeah and they still pushed Boston to seven games Kevin Durant had Kyrie Irving in the first round of the playoffs and what happened to them against Boston swept. they got swept yeah. so I mean that part of that is on my mind right now as well yeah I just think the Phoenix roster compared to what Brooklyn was a little better but it's going to be tough in the West. In the West specifically, not even going to the finals, I I don't know. I put a ticket on them as soon as they made that trade. I mean, it's probably a smart bet. I If if I were betting on a Western Conference winner right now, it would easily be Phoenix. Well, I watched them yesterday, and all I did was uh, I got incredibly jealous. It must be nice to add a Kevin Durant to what was already an NBA Finals-like roster. And uh, I watched Portland later on, and... <clears throat> We don't have an NBA Finals like <laughs> roster. Here. It was the same game back to back games. It was Damian the Lord. He didn't have a great shooting night, but was good and nothing else. Well, let's talk about it. It's over. It's done. They're cooked. Let's talk about the Blazers next on the fan. When I wake up in the morning, love. This is Dirt and Spray Gun 1080, the fan. Well, the Blazers put me in an emo mode yesterday. I'll explain that coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, their season's over. Uh, I'll do it now. I'll be the one that does it March 2nd. That Pelican game was pretty, pretty important and big for their playing chances. And uh, they fell last night. They were leading after uh, every quarter except the fourth. <laughs> Three of the four quarters, we had a lead until we didn't. Yeah, first half looked pretty good. We lost by 10. They didn't tank the third quarter. You thought, hey, we fixed our third quarter problems. We got that going for us. Third quarter was awful the night before. If you looked at the last two box, like if you just looked at the scores, not the box where the score, you go, ah, oh, the Blazers are bad. Blazers. But what if I told you, you know that game they lost by 18 to the Warriors? They were up by 23. And you know that game they were... They lost by, like, 12 against the Pelicans. You know they were up, like, every quarter. Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. It doesn't – like, I ultimately it might end up being fine because a lottery pick is probably the best path for you this season. That, you know? they're, they're headed there, man. Like, yeah, this you're not winning anything. A, yeah, we look get at their schedule. We get people to tweet us, like, time to start the tank. Like, you don't have to start, dude. This team sucks. They're going to lose games whether they're trying or not. Damian Lillard is playing the best basketball of his career. And they, I believe, are like 12 and 20 in their last 30. I mean, it's just horrible. They've been playing bad basketball essentially since game 15 of the season, despite the fact that Lillard is the third leading scorer in the NBA. He went for 41 last night, so you're not going to have to try. But that doesn't change the fact that it's still going to be painful and frustrating to watch every night. Like you, you just in the last segment brought up Devin Booker, who's a great scorer, a great NBA player. There's a part of me, though, that will always hold an animosity to him, dude, because he had his team go get him Chris Paul early in his NBA career. Hey, let's bring an all-time great veteran to play alongside you. And then he gets elevated to this different plateau because his team around him is better. And now this season, his team goes and gets him Kevin Durant. And now it's going to be like, hey, Devin Booker, who can stop Devin Booker? Like, 
He's got Kevin Durant next to him. It's a little bit easier to score on an NBA floor when Kevin Durant is standing on the other side of it. End of rant. You really would have hated Michael Jordan in the 90s then, too, if you had a radio show, because that sounds like how the Bulls were working. I don't know, you guys. I vehemently disagree with the need to tank this year. I think they have to get that lottery pick off their back. Uh, or, excuse me, the lottery pick protection off their back. Oh, they're, they're going to get that. Well, see, if you end that up... Is, dra- that is priority one before they even try to do anything is... You call you call them and you say, here's New York's pick. Hey, Chicago, here's four second rounders. Shut up and leave us alone. Yeah, well, I mean, but the point is, I mean, you just traded Josh Hart. You got a first round pick in return. The Knicks are going to go to the playoffs. They're playing great basketball right now since the trade deadline. Like, if you end up with your lottery pick and you keep it this year because it's lottery protected, the, the pick is not going to convey as long as you're in the lottery. So you call Chicago. You say, hey, here's a first round pick for you. It's not lottery protected. There you go. We're, we're clean and now we can move forward. Well, you know, that's the thing that's funny is like this whole like tank. Dame scored 40 points, and they lost by 11. Grant had a pretty good night, too. He finally started hitting yeah, no, some threes. He, he had a good night until the second half. He couldn't hit squat in the fourth quarter. In moments where they needed to hit some shots, he just couldn't connect. And I, I've kind of been with you. Like I, I've always said, because people tweeted the whole tank thing, and I've, I've just said that they're not tanking. They want the play-in. But the reality is they're also not a good team. Like they're just gonna probably find their way there anyway. Yeah. So like you don't what do you you want you don't want to watch Dame? Like I I just don't want to get to a point where like I know it's Wimbanyama. I know we play the tankathon, you know, lottery simulator. I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, yeah, twenty games left. I don't want to see Dame anymore. That's he's like the only thing I have to watch for the team. <laughs> he's all we got. Ant re rolled his ankle. Like yeah. that dude's gonna be out. Like I don't even know if I'd play him the rest of the year. He sprained ankle. He comes back. He sprains it again. Like, what am I going to get out of playing him? You right now have the ninth worst record in the NBA. Yes, you do. That's where you're at. Yes, you and do. there are three teams, Chicago, Oklahoma City, and Indiana, who are all within a game and a half of you. You have Chicago at the end of the month. That you do, Bob. And you Look, I'm, I'll play the schedule game for you. I don't think they beat Atlanta. Uh, you could beat Orlando, but they beat the crap out of you when they came here. You probably beat Detroit just because Detroit is that bad. You lose to Boston. You're losing to Philly. Maybe you lose to New Orleans. New York, Boston, Clippers. Those are three teams that aren't going to just give you a game. Uh, Utah, not good, but they somehow still win games occasionally. Chicago is a wild card. Oklahoma City could beat you. Like, it just, you look at this, you play the schedule game. There's three wins you might identify on that remaining schedule. Yeah, I think to your point about Dame, too, like th- that's actually a good spot for them to be in, in my mind, is that you don't have to sit him down to tank. That's how bad this team is. So you can still give me something to watch every night, like what's Lillard going to do? Can he win a scoring title? Like Those are fun storylines to follow, and as long as you're playing a team that has a heartbeat, you're you're not going to win that game. Unless the Houston Rockets are walking through that door. Like this team, they started 10-4. and four. Go Go play the schedule of... What's their record since a ten and four start? It's horrible. They're like uh, nineteen and twenty eight, or I mean, it's just it's awful. They've been a bad team for a long time, so it's a good spot to be. If you get to the last week of the season and there's four or five games left, nineteen and twenty nine, nineteen and twenty nine since the ten and four start. So you get to the last week and there's you know three or four games left. Sit them down, like whatever, that's fine. But I'm with you. You got sure. twenty games to go in the regular season. You're going to play them the next fifteen, and you're probably going to be significantly below five hundred in that stretch. You get to April second at Minnesota, then fourth at Memphis, and and then the sixth at San Antonio, who is trying to tank. The Clippers and Golden State. Those are your last, like, five. You sit them for those. Yeah, okay. I get it. 
but he wants to play. He's having his best year ever. That's to go to the second hour. I think that's what hurts the most. It's the peak of his powers, and it means nothing for the team because the roster is just not good and guys are not healthy. So we'll start there. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague. We got Brett McMurphy. Uh, to hop on with us, National College Football Reporter. His thoughts on the latest with the Pac-12 media rights deal. He'll join us at 7.30. Dirt and Sprague, back with more on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 